Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 is back alongside Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton, live from 6th and Peabody Studio with Yeehaw and Old Smokey here at the distillery and the brewery and with you. Glad you're with us. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscription button. Uh, and you can also join the chat there. Follow us on Twitter at Outkick360. And coming up in an hour, we'll check in with Paul Koharski, who is wrapping up practice in Tampa Bay right now where the Titans and the Bucks just held a joint practice, practice one of two prior to this weekend's preseason matchup. We'll get full details on Brady and the Bucks and Vrabel and the Titans with Tannehill and Henry. That's all straight ahead coming up in an hour. 15 minutes from now, WWE superstar Drew McIntyre hops on the show and in between all of the headlines, we say hello to David Reed and Jacob Swanson making the show happen for us. Chad, good morning. Good morning, Hutton. It is great to be back. Uh, this is show, I'm just going to make it up, number 105. Go ahead. I think we're right around there, 105, there it is. 106. There it is. I can tell you this is show number eight from our studio at 6th and Peabody with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. And I'm pumped to get going. We got a lot going on today. Well, including a big announcement this morning. Let's start there. Uh, Clay Travis went on uh, Fox and Friends this morning and announced the Outkick College Football Bus Tour, which will be taking place every weekend throughout the fall across the South uh, and ending December the 4th in Atlanta for the SEC Championship game. Every weekend, Outkick and Fox will be on tour, and we will kick things off uh, in, what, uh, two weeks from tomorrow? Is that right? In Knoxville. Yeah. As Tennessee takes on Bowling Green on Thursday night for college football, we then hop back on the bus, go to Charlotte for Clemson and Georgia on that Saturday, September the 4th. College football is here, and we're going to have full coverage every weekend. Uh, Clay announced the other two stops after Charlotte. Uh, week two of college football season will be in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Week three, the bus will head to Gainesville. So uh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be a blast, and it's college football season already yeah it's it's a really cool uh, concept and uh you know clay is going to be a big part of it on television with fox news and, and fox sports with the the big noon kickoff show but from our standpoint to have a, a presence with outkick and expanding the outkick brand and what we do with outkick in sports and college football is going to be a really cool feature with this Hutton, i'm thrilled we get to be on the first one you know we're definitely going to be there in knoxville Big event coming up in Knoxville. In fact, we can tell you where we're going to be. We're going to be at Uptown Bar and Grill. In fact, we have a graphic to show you of where we're going to be. There's going to be a huge after party without kick, Uptown Bar and Grill. It's right there. Knoxvillians know it. If you're a UT grad, if you've been to a game there, you know the strip, Cumberland Avenue. We're right in dead center in the middle of the strip at Uptown Bar and Grill. We're going to have live music there, merchandise, big time post game, big time pregame too, Hutton, because 
we are moving the show to 3 to 6 Eastern time, 2 to 5 Central, and we're going to be with our new time there leading up to Tennessee and Bowling Green. So we're going to hop off air two hours before kickoff, perfect pregame show for that game, getting set for the college football weekend. So excited that you and I get to go uh, to these first two stops in Knoxville Thursday night, September 2nd, and then in Charlotte Friday, we'll be doing the show live from Charlotte. Saturday, live from the bus, the Outkick tour bus, getting set for a full weekend's worth of college football. I was going to ask you if you think on that Friday we're live in Knoxville or live in Charlotte. We're live in Charlotte? We'll be live. America Stadium? I, this, is, this is one of those Go moments ahead. where you say it and you make it happen. <laughs> we are going to be live from Charlotte. I do not know if we're going to be at Bank of America Stadium, but we will be in Charlotte proper somewhere <laughs> on Friday with the show. And then Saturday, we'll be outside the stadium, parking lot somewhere on the Outkick tour bus. I'm pumped up about this. Me too. Uh, you and I are both huge college football fans. To get that spirit of the South and spirit of the SEC every single week is going to be really cool. Um, Outkick has an enormous following across the SEC footprint at all these schools. If you're in Knoxville that Thursday night, you're going to see that because it is going to be an amazing event Thursday night, Uptown Bar and Grill in Knoxville. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to watching my alma mater, Tennessee, open the season that Thursday. And then, of course, Hutton, we get to go to the premier game of the weekend in Charlotte with Clemson and Georgia. We know it's premier because we started to book our hotels for Charlotte recently, and we're looking anywhere around the stadium, and everything is booked that weekend for that game. So uh, I know a lot of people will be there. I hope a lot of people come by and say hello. And we're looking forward to spreading uh, the word about the Outkick brand, continuing to expand that as it grows, and doing that through the lens of college football and the SEC. Well, we're huge sports fans. you know, And this, this show is the sports branch of everything going on with Outkick and Fox. And we're, we're thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, can't wait to be live from, you know, there, there may be one week where we're live in the Grove. Uh, the next week, we're live on the Strip in Knoxville or right outside the stadium at Bank of America Stadium for Clemson and Georgia. Uh, this is going to be a blast week to week. And, you know, you mentioned Fox and their pregame kickoff show will be going on. There will be some weekends where we're able to work in. I'm sure uh, the, the NFL to this, you know, the Titans playing in Nashville. We're getting back. We're doing coverage here in Nashville uh, for the Titans and, and whoever they may be playing, the Chiefs, for instance, in October. There are going to be busy football weekends with OutKick and with Fox and with OutKick 360. We're ready for it. And college football is just around the corner. Terrible timing for what's happening in Nebraska with Scott Frost and the investigation. Real quick, Hutton, did you notice how Ellie Sylvia, our production assistant and Ole Miss grad, she lit up for the first time working with the show <laughs> oh, when you said we may be in the Grove uh, on a bus tour? That's the first time I actually could – I could almost audibly hear her <laughs> get excited about those possibilities as an Ole Miss grad. we got to check out the Grove for sure. Um, so Nebraska is in the news today, and it's not for good, good reasons – we're going to be on the road that opening weekend of college football. Funny enough, Nebraska opens against Illinois on August 28th. I don't know how many college football games are being played a week early this year, but they're playing the Saturday before college football kicks off that Thursday night in so, Knoxville. Yeah, 10 days from now. Yeah, there's also another Big Ten game. I think Minnesota, Penn State play that Thursday night also. Um, but anyway, uh, story coming yeah, out. So what's that, happening with Scott Frost? Well, the NCAA has been investigating uh, Nebraska for months now. And the story is just now out from um, uh, it was uh, Action Sports Network that broke the story. And I was reading a piece by Mitch Sherman, who's covered Nebraska for years now with The Athletic. 
And essentially, Nebraska is being investigated for illegal use of analysts and consultants, both during practice and during the game, and breaking NCAA COVID protocols to gather and meet and practice or do something. Um, And Scott Frost is being directly investigated as the one who basically was heading up this operation. Mm -hmm. He is, it, it was, the wording in it was interesting because it was Nebraska football is being investigated. And oh, by the way, Scott Frost is also being investigated individually in this with the NCAA. Now, when this story broke, I was amazed by the amount of college football writers who immediately said, boy, this looks familiar. A lot of people who cover Tennessee were saying, boy, this looks a lot, this looks familiar. Almost a launched self-investigation in coordination with the NCAA to oust a coach. I don't see these two things as the same at all. With Jeremy Pruitt in Knoxville and Scott Frost, Nebraska. Nebraska's brass, they want to find ways to keep Scott Frost in that contract he has. They want any sliver of optimism and success to sell to keep him. I don't think that they're looking for a reason to get rid of Scott Frost. I don't think that's the case at all. Scott Frost and his history with Nebraska and his situation there at Nebraska is completely different than Jeremy Pruitt's history with Tennessee in his situation in Knoxville the time the investigation was launched. So while a lot of people are wanting to make that that, that correspondent between, oh, this is suddenly, you know, it seems like the same deal with Nebraska and Tennessee. They're looking to get out of a buyout and get rid of a coach. I don't think that's the case at all. Now, this also is just really bad news for Nebraska, and this follows up a lot of bad news in Nebraska because Scott Frost, shockingly, has not won at all in his three years in Nebraska. I mean, that's, that's just a fact. He's not done anything yet, and that's been a big surprise given his track record taking that job. But you're not reading into it like they're doing this to out Scott Frost as much as they are to CYA. Is that, is that what you're saying? I think with David Beatty at Kansas and with Jeremy Pruitt in Knoxville, two cases where the school went after the coach for violations to try to get out of a buyout, they were looking for reasons to get rid of this coach and move on and do so in the cheapest way possible. That is what went on in Knoxville. That's what went on in Lawrence, Kansas with David Beatty. Nebraska is looking for any reason to not put any pressure or put Scott Frost in the hot seat. I think it's a completely opposite scenario. They, the last thing they want is for any illusion that Scott Frost is on the hot seat uh, in that job. They would have to completely tank this year for him to be under any pressure. I, I just don't see it as two similar stories at all. Um, Reed, we, we, we take requests on this show. Freedom Fighter TN on Twitter says, I can never tell which is Chad and which is Jonathan. They should have nameplates on the desk there. We can do you one better. We can put it up on the screen. There you go, Freedom Fighter. Hutton here, Chad there. And when we come back, go ahead. Let me, let me follow up on that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a lot of talk about race in, uh, in society right now and in, in culture. Um, is it also racist to just claim that two white men that are of the same <laughs> age, like you can't tell us apart? Well, this like, is can a- you imagine if we went on any other show and said something that ignorant? and said, I can't tell these two apart. <laughs> like of any, and I, again, I'm saying any race out there that's non-white, if Hutton or I went on there, or you did, and said, you know, I can never tell these two guys apart. Hutton has a beard, <laughs> for God's sakes. 
He's got a beard. I don't. It's that's the simple indication of who's whom on this. Now, is it a voice now, thing? Now, th- this has really been an issue. Is this on the YouTube for, page or is it on Twitter? This is on Twitter. This so is, this could be someone just listening. No, no. He's asking that we have nameplates on the desk there. I mean, that's so ridiculous. So he, he's watching. Uh, but maybe this is also part of the inside joke where uh, at M. Brady Nash, maybe he's followed our previous decade of sports talk radio where people would get us confused on the radio for things that we said. Well, look, I, you know, you and I, Hutton, are definitely two people who This don't, is Chutton. We this, don't, this goes back to Chutton. We combine our names together. The Chutton days are, are still, we thought they were long gone. They are not. Once we went to video, we thought, boy, you know, people are going to see us more, and they're not. You do one broadcast on the edge of a bed together. We and, get, yeah. it's, you never, it's, there's no, it's a point of no return. <laughs> We have been confused for the other person for years. People come up and talk to me like they think they're talking to Jonathan, and the same thing happens to Hutton. So and we just play it off. We like, invented this name of Chutton, hashtag Chutton, to describe that phenomenon where people can't tell us apart. Now, we're also two people who don't get offended by everything, right? and so I'm totally joking about the, the race thing, but because it is so easy to be offended in this day and age <laughs> and to take everything uber seriously... I almost feel like to combat the Chutton phenomenon, we should start to pretend to be offended as two white guys being confused just simply because we're, we're two white guys. Uh, uh, M. Brady also drives a Mazda. That's in, his, that's in his bio. So shout out to Mazda. I mean, look, here's an easy way for, uh, for you to tell us apart. One has facial hair, the other does not. Maybe it's a Miata. We it's don't know. really that simple. It's not, this is not rocket science. We don't need name tags. If you're confused about... Which one is Jonathan Hutton? If you're watching this, I'm pointing to Hutton or Chad Withrow. Hutton has a beard. Now, if it was David Reed sitting here and he had a beard and Hutton had a beard, I would say that Hutton is the one not wearing an Opryland hat. There are ways. <laughs> there he is. There I was going to say, this could hat. have been a lot worse. He could have said, I can't tell the difference between Paul and Chad. That would have been terrible. <laughs> Well, then I would probably uh, leave the show immediately um, if someone said that. Because it would be up, very embarrassing. The two of us will be joined by a WWE superstar. It will be very obvious um, who is in WWE. I don't know. He's got a beard, Hutton. He's who, got a beard. Who's in WWE confusing. and who's on the show? Hey, for those that don't know, Drew is the one with the Scottish accent. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. I don't want to confuse the audience with all these different faces and voices and facial hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre next on Outkick 360. But Ridiculous. first, Dr. Rolando to- Toyos helps you see better. And David Reed, Dr. Melissa Toyos helps you look better. Absolutely, she does. And how does she do that? That's by restoring your hair. It's 2021, guys. You don't have to live with hair loss anymore. You don't have to be confused for Paul Koharski if you do not want to. And trust me, no one wants to be confused for him. All it takes is a simple phone call, 901-800-6638, for a consultation about the SmartGraph technology. Just like Dr. Rolando Toyos uses the best technology when it comes to flapless LASIK, this is the latest and greatest technology when it comes to hair restoration. And nobody in town has more experience with the smart graph technology than Dr. Melissa Toyos. You do not have to live with hair loss anymore. It's 2021. Contact the folks over at Toyos Clinics and ask them about the smart graph technology. An afternoon in the clinic and you're out with your own natural hair growing back on top of your head. No linear scar. We're not talking about this old-fashioned strip message where you, you have the big ugly scar on the back of your head. There's no noticeable scar in and out in an afternoon and you're going to be looking great.
Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. Jonathan Hutton along with Chad Withrow. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from downtown Nashville. Sixth and Peabody Studios with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Pleased to be joined by WWE superstar from Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre on the line with us. And he's right down the street. I mean, he's joining us from Nashville as well from the town where Chad has grown up and, and lived his entire life. Mount Juliet, Tennessee is where uh, Drew joins us. And we've got SummerSlam coming up this weekend. Uh, tickets on sale Friday for Monday Night Raw right here in Music City. Drew, hope you're doing well, man. I'm absolutely fabulous. How are you guys? Doing doing well. I, I know you, um, you're friends and you, you came up with, with Seamus, who has lived here in Nashville for quite some time. Uh, did he introduce you to Music City by chance? He's not introduced me to Music City yet. Unfortunately, Seamus is not the biggest music fan, especially country music fan in the world, but I am. So I'm very excited to be here. I'm going to have to take him around and show him around here. But when I moved here, I moved to Mount Juliet. I'm at least 20 minutes from Seamus because he can be the most annoying person in the world. If I was too <laughs> close to him, he would show up every single morning playing guitar and singing, and he doesn't play guitar, and he can't sing. But he does things like that to annoy me. So I'm far enough away where we can still hang out, but he has to think twice. I want to drive 20 minutes to annoy Drew. Did you grow up a country music fan? Or was was that something that, uh, you know, when you're growing up in, in Scotland, thinking to yourself, I, I got to get to Nashville at some point? I didn't. Um, I first came to America when I was 21. I was in OVW, uh, WWE's old developmental territory in Louisville, Kentucky. And I remember a couple of the guys playing country music in the car. And I was like, oh, my goodness. All these people do is whine and talk about their issues. And they just complain all the time. It's not for me. Fast forward about 12 years, I went through some stuff, had some life experience, went through some ups and downs. I put on country music, especially, you know, the outlaws and started listening to those same songs. I was like, I get it now. I relate to this now. I love this now. And that's when I really got into it is when I could relate to it and the song spoke to me. Drew McIntyre with us on Outkick 360. What what drew you to wrestling uh, growing up in Scotland? Like, What was your exposure like to pro wrestling? I was always a big WWE fan uh, growing up, as long as I can remember. My earliest memories are my brother and I hiding behind our older cousin's sofa and watching it like it was forbidden to watch. And I just saw these larger than, larger than life superstars. I was so captivated by them. And my dad tells a story, which I cover here in my new book, A Chosen Destiny. Nice. Um, right at the beginning, he tells this story to everyone all the time. As I drew guys all together when he was about six or something and said, listen, I'm going to be a WWE wrestler one day, my mom, my dad, my nana, my brother, they went, okay, Drew, no problem, because every kid says they're going to be a wrestler, astronaut, ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex professionally, they say the dumbest stuff, but I meant it, and I never deviated from that plan, and thankfully it paid off in the end. Dude, I, uh, you and I and, and Chad are roughly the same age, and so you, you're, are you like peeking around the couch to watch the Attitude Era? Is that is that what you're referring to? Because I, I did that as yeah. well. Me and my brother would watch this before my parents would come in. Oh, yeah. No, I had era, thankfully, by that time. Uh, my parents were cool with us watching it, but they never really watched the show and saw what was going on during that time, or maybe they wouldn't have been okay with it. <laughs> I, I, I think it was more like um, maybe the old wrestler Papa Shango, who was a voodoo character yeah. and set people's feet on fire. So when you're a kid, you're like, whoa, this is terrifying. <laughs> like look, Looking behind the couch and almost feeling like where well, cousins are 10 years older, they're watching this. We probably shouldn't be watching it, but it's so cool. Let's hide and watch it. So uh, I'm a huge fan of, of Attitude Era with WWE, and I'm a big fan of Mick Foley. In fact, in our old studio, 
uh, we had some, some Mick Foley memorabilia that was behind my right shoulder the entire time. We'll have to get in here at some point as well. And Mick Foley actually officiated one of your matches uh, when you were in the UK. Uh, what can you tell us about that and, and your interaction with a legend and Mick Foley? Uh, Mick is one of the nicest people in the entire world. Um, he officiated one of my matches when I was about 18 years old in the UK. It's where I first met him and realized all the stories I heard about him about being the nicest man in wrestling were true. Then I came to WWE, had my run there. And when I was outside of WWE, three weeks later after I got fired, I did an interview in Scotland and I gave my mission statement out. I spoke in the microphone for 20 minutes. And this was after being fired. I was a comedy character for years. I'd never had the chance to really show what I could truly do. And he made a point of going on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast at the time and saying, you have to look out for Drew McIntyre. He's going to be somebody I didn't know he had it in him. And I didn't know he also texted Triple H. And three weeks after I was gone saying, you have to watch this guy. He's going to be something special down the line. He's always believed in me, always been in my corner. And he actually hosted uh, my book release, uh, the virtual meet and greet for the book release, which is awesome because his book was the first ever book I read cover to cover when I was a kid. So hold the book up again, Drew. Why, why is now, why is 2021 the time to release your book? Uh, well, it was brought to my attention um, that like, an outside company wanted uh, me to write the book. I never thought to myself, you know what the world needs right now is that 35-year-old Scottish wrestler's story. Um, they came to <laughs> WWE and said, you know, Drew is very open about his life story. In every interview he does like this on the television show, would he be willing to put it in paper form, like all the ups, all the downs, maybe help some people? So I spoke to my wife about it. We agreed. I wanted to be as open as possible. I wanted it to be for everyone, not just wrestling fans. So it's wrestling's the foundation, but it's more about my life story and the lessons learned than anything in the wrestling business. It's very simplified in there. But that's the whole goal with the book is to inspire people. You know, I've been in the highs, the highs of highs even. I've been to the lowest of lows and times where I didn't think there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And I want to let everyone know, no matter how dark times get, no matter how difficult things are, there's always that light. You start being accountable to that person in the mirror and being honest with yourself. You truly can do absolutely anything in this world. I'm living proof. And Drew, I'm sure you get into this in the book, but speaking of highest of highs and lowest of lows, you know, a baseball player makes it to the majors, then they get sent down and they're there for a while and they're probably thinking to themselves, I don't know if I'm going to get back. You're in WWE in 2007, 2008, I believe, and then you get sent down to the minors. You get, you get sent to Florida um, is it a difficult time in your career at that point? And did you ever wrestle with that thought that, hey, maybe I had my chance and I blew it and I'm not going to be back? For that particular period, I was kind of happy that I got sent to the developmental because I got to America and they put me on TV three weeks later. So I'd never had the chance to learn about the American style, about television cameras. I'd never worked with TV cameras in the UK. And I was at school the whole time and then I came straight to America straight on TV. And I remember my first match on live television on SmackDown 2007, I had my opponent in a hold and the referee told me, work the hard camera, which is the main camera, the camera millions of people see across the world. And I turned to him and said, what's a hard camera? <laughs> they were like, <laughs> okay, maybe this kid's got some, a lot to learn. So uh, I was happy when they told me, we're going to send you back down there, just figure out the stuff you need to figure out, we'll bring you back. So I saw as a positive, um, the whole getting fired part, I didn't see much as a positive. So that's the time I really thought, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to do this? I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of insecurities, but new wrestling was the one thing I knew more than anything else in this world. It, probably a long, too long a time had passed for me to use my criminology degree, but I was so adamant about 
I can make this work. I just got to get the ball rolling. I mean, someone like Mick Foley took the time to say such positive things about me. A lot of people around me started believing in me, looking to me as a leader. I started believing in myself. I mean, that confidence came. There was no stopping me. Drew McIntyre with us. And, and part of this, uh, the story too, is, you know, it, it, the backstory of getting the push. Some people, you know, and, and watching you in your first run with WWE, we all thought you could have been doing more. You come back to WWE, you get the call from Hunter, and you finally get that championship push, and then COVID happens. WrestleMania is is thrown together without fans last minute. Um, what's it like to get the championship run, but do it in the Thunderdome era where you're not in front of fans, you're in front of screens? I mean, that that is bizarre, right? Yeah, certainly bizarre, but thankfully, you know, I had that journey, all, all those ups, all those downs. I, I was the guy for the job, but nothing's ever gone to plan in my life. So if there was going to be a WrestleMania with no fans and somebody was going to win their first ever world title with no fans, it was certainly going to be part of the Drew McIntyre story. But with my life experience, I was ready for it. I was ready for the responsibility. I understood as much as I'd love 90,000 people to have been there going crazy, that this is the time WWE is going to step up and give everyone an escape when every other sport company is shut down, every other entertainment company is shut down. We're the one original content, and I'm the one leading the charge. I was very proud of that time period. The uh, second time I won the title was in the Thunderdome with no fans initially, and then the virtual fans there. So I'm proud of that body of work. I'm very, very freaking happy we're back in front of fans, and I would really like the chance to finally, after being champion for over 300 days with no fans, to hold up the title for the third time for the first time in front of fans. Yes, yes. And you it, didn't you end up watching that WrestleMania match on your couch? That was pre-taped, if I remember correctly. So you actually got to see yourself win the title in real time with everyone else. Yeah, that's true. We pre-recorded it, and I was watching it on the sofa with my uh, wife and two cats. It's interesting because I was equally uh, equally in the edge of my chair as everybody else. I always tell this story and joke about it. I think I wrote it in the book. Um, like I never, I'm so jaded after 20 years of wrestling. Things changed so much. I was half expecting myself and Brock to be on and watching it on the sofa and one, two, and then suddenly the picture changes to like Brock Penn and Roman or Seth or somebody with long black hair, three, and then suddenly Brock <laughs> won. No, no, they changed it. So until that three count happens, nothing's official. And then it happened and it was really cool. So like my wife was there. So on screen, the referee's giving me the title. But in real life, the wife presented me the title. And she's such a big part of the journey. That was a special moment. I'm always interested in, in these discovery stories uh, with Vince McMahon and with WWE superstars. And I feel like, you know, Drew, I get this vision of Vince McMahon just see something and he has this innate feel of what's going to work. And it's like the, the long arm of Vince McMahon comes down and puts the hand on the, the head on the forehand and says, you're, you're it. You're the one. I'm the only one making this decision. But I'm sure there are other eyes that saw you to get to that point. How many people throughout the process had to approve of you and see your talent and your potential to really get to the point where you were going to be a WWE superstar? I mean, a superstar in general, it takes a, a few people believing in you. Then they have to convince whoever head of talent relations is at the time. Uh, John Laurinaitis, he's back head of talent relations right now. To become champion is a whole other ball game, though. You know, that takes ultimately Vincent Mann. It takes a whole bunch of people believing in you backstage. But number one, and most importantly, it takes the crowd believing in you. Um, and pretty much pointing and saying, that's our guy. That's why it means so much to me when I'm talking to maybe new fans or people that haven't checked out WWE yet. And I'm like, oh, what's a big deal? You're just giving that? <laughs> 
Okay, that's simple, buddy. When I was a kid, I played soccer at a high level, and there was thousands of teams I could have potentially played for. As my dad and papa told me all the time, I was like, Drew, there's thousands of football teams, tons of rugby teams, baseball teams, American football teams in America. I was like, why do you have to pick the one place that exists, especially during that time period? There was only the WWE, and there was that one title. And I was so adamant I could pull it off. It's such a cool feeling when finally everything comes together and everybody collectively says, that's the guy. SummerSlam this Saturday in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. So from the Thunderdome just a a couple of months ago, I know you're back on tour in front of arenas and in front of crowds again, which is great. And and now headed to a stadium for SummerSlam. You're on the card. It's a a packed card. Cena's making his return. Uh, Tell us about Saturday night. I can't wait. Saturday night is going to be unbelievable. SummerSlam. If you're live in the building, it's going to be incredible. If you're watching uh, live on Peacock, it's going to be unbelievable. Like the idea, the fans the past month have been unbelievable. Every single show, no matter what time we've got to, but in an arena, Legion Stadium, over 40,000 people losing their mind. It's going to be such a fun event. And I don't know how the exact number that's going to be there, but it's going to sound like triple. And if you're watching at home and you see that many people together, especially WWE fans being that loud, you're going to get that feeling inside. Like, my goodness, look at that. We're back to normal. We're on the right track. This is freaking awesome. And the show itself, like the card is stacked from top to bottom. I'm excited to face my old buddy, Jinder Mahal, in a match on such a big stage. And uh, obviously everyone's talking about Roman Reigns and John Cena and how good that match is going to be. Edge, Seth Rollins, uh, the girls have got such big title matches going on. Just this is an event you don't want to miss. Maybe a 3MB reunion this Saturday. Who knows? Hey, um, so know. the, a, a bad stereotype of Nashville would be that everyone's wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And really, if you go on Broadway, it's, it's really the tourists that do that. That's how you can pick them out. What is the worst American stereotype of someone from Scotland? <laughs> it's hard for me to say walking around in a kilt or whatever <laughs> because I do it on the show. <laughs> but, in real life, I do not walk around in a kill. And like you say, it's usually tourists that are walking around in kills. Or Americans are telling me they're Scottish when they hear my accent. I'm Scottish. You sound it. What part? <laughs> uh, I do appreciate people that like the Scottish heritage, appreciate the Scottish heritage, but we don't run around in kills in Scotland unless it's especially bad. And no, you do not wear underpants. <laughs> so uh, David Reed, our producer, tipped us off to this. We're, we are fans of Sundrop. If you haven't had Sundrop, you should. We have never had Iron Brew until right now we we have some iron brew right here in studio with us tell us what iron brew is and why it's so popular in scotland oh there is iron brew i'm so jealous that looks like the good one as well you've got right there there's a couple of different ones a newer formula that's not as good that looks like the original right there iron brew is incredible it makes you feel fantastic it gives you energy but the most important thing of all if you're over 21 if you get a hangover drink one of those things you'll feel right as rain Oh, well, then it's going to work great for us today. That's for sure. This is, by the way, he had no idea where we're bringing He's not pushing Iron Brew. This is like the second most popular drink to whiskey in Scotland, well, I believe. Reed referred yeah, to it as it the is. Scottish Sundrop, which I immediately was, I said, sold once I heard that. I'm so trying I'm, this. I'm all in. I'm going too. Right. So it, it is, it is a, it's a citrusy, um, it has an orange uh, cream soda flavor to it in a way. It's very good. What would you say? It's Chad? also a secret recipe in Scotland since 1901. I wouldn't think of like oh, a yeah. form of an iller, uh, an energy drink being around. Didn't in they, Drew? Didn't so they like, have like a so uh, Coke? They changed the recipe briefly, and there was like a new Coke scandal. Didn't Iron Brew do some of the same stuff, and people were really upset about it? 
Yes, people were very upset. And I, in America, was very, very upset. Sent my messages through my family back to Scotland. I was like, get them to help to get a change back to the original formula. If it's not broke, don't freaking fix it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So hopefully they've rectified their mistake. Drew, have you found where I can find this in Mount Juliet yet <laughs> in, your, in your short time no. there? No, not yet, but I'll be hunting it down. There was a place where I used to live in St. Petersburg, Florida. There's always a British shop or a Scottish shop of some kind. There's got to be one around here. But if you find it first, let me know because I'm hunting it down. David Reed just informed us Publix, uh, which is a big chain there grocery store here, is where he they found Publix. these. Yeah, so there's, oh, there's a couple Publix in Mount Juliet. So I'll be hitting up the one closest to me soon. Hey, hit up, uh, hit up you Publix. You because I'll be buying it. <laughs> <laughs> you can deliver it. So, some Scottish guy actually came in here earlier and bought up all the <laughs> Iron Brew. There's none left for Giant you. hairy man came in and said, give me all the Iron Brew. <laughs> hey, man, come down and enjoy a, a, a brew here at, at the brewery with us one day here at 6th and Peabody downtown. We'd love to have you in studio. 100 percent i'll be down there i didn't realize you were so close so yeah next time yeah, we do this in person i'll definitely do come it. down and hang out a bit well absolutely we'll see you in person uh here in nashville with raw tickets on sale by the way friday uh more importantly SummerSlam comes first and that's this saturday on peacock and uh, you can check out drew mcintyre against jinder mahal from the monday night raw side of things main event roman reigns against john cena and then of course everything in between Hey, good luck this weekend, man. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch you here soon, hopefully. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you all soon, and I'm incredibly jealous of those iron brews, so enjoy them. We'll we're enjoy we're on them. to it now. We'll the secret is you. out. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Just guys. Take care. Thank you. Drew McIntyre from WWE Superstar. Um, the shows are a lot of fun. If you've never been, if you watch the Attitude Era, Chad and I grew up on that with The Rock and Stone Cold and... Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker. Um, go and never went to a live event until like after college. Really, but the the production the production elements of it are fascinating to me. Like storylines, you you can say whatever you want. Like how they pull off the live show, city to city, and the amount of time and effort it goes into just producing the show itself is incredible for the for the made for TV audience. I'm amazed at the timing. You know how everything yeah. has to line up perfectly with hitting the intro music, with someone walking out and breaking up a fight, with every move within each fight, each each match. It's incredible to watch. Just knowing that everything has to be perfect, and the plan, the meticulous planning that goes into it is is really cool. It's just the and the crowd, the crowd element too. It makes it, but. I, I can't imagine doing what they were doing. And he was the title holder, uh, a WWE champion, during an, an era for about a year and a half where they didn't go on tour. They were just in front of monitors with fans sitting at home on Zoom. It's, it was weird. And um, having to react to that instead of react to the crowd was extremely challenging, but he led the way in that. I love your question about what's the stereotypical Scottish thing that people think about that's wrong. And uh, he mentioned the kilt, but he said, I can't really say that because I, I wear a kilt. Yeah, like he's kind of the stereotype. Yeah, and then they're, they're playing up the stereotype. But then I thought about the Iron Brew where yeah. he's going to walk in and be the Scottish guy who demands all the Iron Brew, playing into the Scottish stereotype perfectly for him. Reed, have you tried this? This is actually really good. Oh, he has it right now. No, I have it. I'm going to try it for the first time. And he said on there, he, so I need to hook him up with some sun drop whenever he comes in studio. Yeah, he's never had it. Give us your review. It's no sun drop. I'll I'll say that. Um, 
It's like a cream soda taste to it. Yeah, but it's like a cream soda energy drink. It still has that, so to Americanize it, that Red Bull sort of taste yeah. tinge to it also. I don't, so all of the um, things on the back are in the metric system maybe so <laughs> when i look down at this and say there's only four carbs in this i'm like this may be my new drink <laughs> this is made for david reed it says carbohydrate 4.8 grams and then below that it says of which sugars 4.7 gram i don't know what that means I, I need a scottish translation of which sugars i guess it's saying of the carbs of which is sugars? I don't know. Either uh, way, it's delicious. For those that are new to the show from just joining us for Outkick 360, Reed is a longtime uh, producer of the show, the chairman of the board, uh, much like Vince McMahon. He uh, is a diabetic, and we have fun with this because he always looks at the labels, but then really doesn't care what the label has to say. He's going to finish this drink, uh, much like I ordered him two pounds of Lucky Charms but only the marshmallows. He didn't want Lucky Charms, the cereal. He just wanted the marshmallows. You can buy those. They'll ship you just the marshmallows. Uh, and two pounds were delivered to my doorstep, and I gave that to you for Christmas. It was gone by December 26th. And, and there's, it's not related at all that uh, I got those in December, and in January I was diagnosed with diabetes. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's just coincidence. There was also the chocolate eating contest between oh, Reed and, and PK. I forgot about that. Which was five pounds, was a five-pound chocolate bar to see who could finish it. Paul was at his weakest form it during that terrible. competition because he very yeah. quickly bowed, bowed out, out, he bowed as, out as Reed continued to fight on. And also, I would like to point out that Outkick 360 is the only program that can make diabetes fun. <laughs> and that's what, we've done. that's what we've done with Reed by just feeding the diabetes marshmallows. That was going to be the tagline, actually. Outkick 360 is make diabetes fun again. <laughs> that's, cheers to that. Making diabetes fun since 2012. Outkick hit, us, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick 360. That's where you can find us. Uh, also, Chad, it's very simple to subscribe on YouTube. Sony and Hertz Audison with a great giveaway for our subscribers. You subscribe, you ring the bell, which is the alert button, so that you know we go live each and every day at noon Eastern. By the way, we're moving to 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday, August 30th. But by subscribing, we're going to draw a winner on the 31st. By subscribing, you can win what's on the screen plus the full car stereo system. That's the Sony AX3000 car stereo with Apple CarPlay. And the Hertz Audison 520-watt amp, the 400-watt-powered sub box, and the speaker system, over a $2,500 value. Your car can sound like 6th and Peabody does at 9 a.m. blasting Cardi B and uh, everyone, everything else in between as they stock the shelves full of moonshine. They, they do that here. Your car can sound like that through Sony and Hertz Audison just for subscribing to the channel. We've been very impressed with the musical selections uh, here at Old Smoky Yeehaw because they bring the energy. it really keeps you on your toes every morning. You, we could hear Ludacris one morning <laughs> blaring, and the next morning it's Doobie Brothers. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just whoever, whatever mood that stocking crew is in each morning that's stocking the shelves with this Old Smoky moonshine, that's what we're hearing. And then in turn, it puts us in that mood, which I love. Absolutely. This is really good. Yeah, Iron Brew good. Also good for you, Aurora Nutriscience. And every morning, these are the grab-and-go packs. I brought a couple with me today uh, that you can see here. 
Um, I've got the glutathione and the vitamin C is what I brought with me. Uh, very simple grab-and-go packs. Uh, they come in like packs of 50 or 100. You can order these at vitalifescience.com. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. You're seeing vitalifescience.com right now. This is where you can go and get more information on the product. And our Outkick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills and capsules are not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in, in small, very small amounts. Your digestive system, it breaks down those pills until there's really little left for you to benefit from. But here's Aurora unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption to the body's bloodstream. I use the vitamin C, the glutathione, uh, simple use packets, grab and go in the mornings, you're set for the day. Aurora supplements also help you if you're a weekend warrior, if you take medication for high cholesterol, and much, much more more information available at vitalifescience.com. More information there, plus 15% off with the code OUTKICK360, vitalifescience.com. OUTKICK360 live from 6th and Peabody in beautiful Music City, Nashville, Tennessee is where we're located each and every day with Yeehaw Brewery, Old Smoky Distillery, and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, you can come join us if you're in town, swing by, have lunch, grab a drink, happy hour around the corner as well, 6th and Peabody and the great campus here with everything going on. So much more than just the studio. Well, just to show that you can come in and see the show and wave and say hi to us. I was just waving to a couple that was in here waving to us, looking over here. So as you see right here, I'm waving in this direction. You can walk into Old Smoky Yeehaw, into the gift shop, and walk straight to us and, and wave and say hi. And we would love Fridays, maybe, stick around, have lunch with a few people. We'll start that soon. And uh, come in, say hi. Great spot to come hang out. If you're getting ready for a big night out in Nashville, this good lunch spot. spot also. Please, come in and say hello as I wave to another couple right here. I'm just like the welcoming committee. I'm a Walmart greeter of Old Smoky and Yeehaw right now, and I love it. Chad, you get rid of that smile right now. I will, by the way, be the old guy who needs structure in his life still, and I will be 80 <laughs> if I'm still alive, which, let's face it, probably not. But if I'm alive at 80, I'll probably be working at Walmart as a greeter just to say hi to people and, and just chat them up, even though they don't want to be, have anyone talk to them. Chad's smile is going away as it happens each and every week at this time. It is time for primary complaint. My primary complaint this week is just a simple ask, a request. Whenever I'm ordering boneless buffalo wings, which Reed has an issue with, and we're going to hear about this in a moment. Whenever I'm ordering boneless buffalo wings, or just wings for that matter, Jacob, that, that have buffalo sauce on them, and you place that order, after placing the order, I don't need to be asked this question. What sauce would you like on your wings? I don't know. Maybe that vinegar-based cayenne pepper sauce that you mix with butter that's called buffalo sauce on my buffalo wings. That's my primary complaint. I, too, have an issue with your boneless <laughs> wings, but I'll save that for another week and let Reed just knock this thing out of the park <laughs> as you just lobbed it up to him uh, in a slow-pitch softball style. My primary complaint 
is for the doctor's office protocol of alerting you to an appointment. Had a doctor's appointment this morning. Nothing serious. A little bit of a checkup. And Whole fist? I got half this oh, time. Okay. Thank God. That's why I'm sitting normally <laughs> there. I received, I'm not even kidding, and I went through and counted this morning, seven <laughs> alerts via text. I got two calls, voicemails, seven alerts about this one doctor's appointment. I confirmed the doctor's appointment by pressing one three separate times. I like people who are thorough. I like that they want us to know that we have an appointment so we don't miss it, and they cover themselves that way. But I think when we get to seven text messages to alert you of a doctor's appointment and two phone calls, we've probably gone a little bit too far with it. Let's scale back a bit. If you want to remind me a week out and then again the day before, I'm fine with that. I will even press one to confirm. But don't text me seven times about a singular doctor's appointment. Please and thank you. David Reed. So uh, my primary complaint is for the fathers out there. And not all fathers. I'm talking about new fathers. Just me. <laughs> I just, just Chad. He's a terrible dad. It's horrible. Awful. Don't even let your... Uh, kids hate me. Yeah, don't let, don't let your kids go over to the Whipple household. <laughs> um, the new fathers out there, look, it's, raise your children however you want to. But I, I know that some career academic has told you that it's good for the child and bonding for you fathers to take your shirt off and press the newborn baby gently against your breasts so they can have that skin-to-skin contact. If that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine with me. But don't post it on social media because that is just creepy. And boneless wings are just fat nuggets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that take, by the way, but it's what it is on the menu, so I order that on the menu. I, boneless wing, Buffalo wings are, to me, in buffalo sauce. Like that, that takes off. That, that's saving time on that. I don't need to be asked what sauce the, I want on my buffalo wings. The only appropriate question after you order buffalo wings is, do you want the hot or medium or mild buffalo sauce? Because it can come in different temperatures. But it should not be At a, this establishment, do you there's want the one. teriyaki sauce? Would you like the Parmesan it's sauce? Not. No, it's, if it's buffalo, it's buffalo. I'm with you on that. Now, the boneless wing part, my issue with boneless wings, first off, I have no issue with uh, meat on a bone. Some people have a big problem with that. They're yeah. grossed out by it. I got no issue eating meat off a bone. But also, there's something very unnatural about the boneless wing. It, I, you feel like it, it, there's a hot dog it. element to it where you don't yes. know what's in it? There's almost like a stuffing in it. Yeah. Like you bite into a boneless wing, and I feel like they've filled in the edges with something not natural. Whereas when I'm eating a chicken wing, I know what I'm eating. I'm eating fried chicken skin and chicken meat covered, <laughs> slathered in some sort of sauce. I know what I'm eating there, and I like it. But here's where I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite. I don't care to know what I'm eating in a hot dog, and I'll eat them all day. <laughs> I don't, don't care about it at all. But if given the option, you know, if I go to a restaurant and it says, here is an all beef, and here's the part of the cow it comes from, hot dog, versus here's a hot dog that's a mystery. No clue what you're eating in that. I'm taking the one that I know where it is. I feel the same way about the, the bone-in chicken wing versus the boneless wing. Here they are giving you the option to eat God's gift to us, which is chicken wings, that we know what it is. It's a chicken wing, and they, they fry it, and they put sauce on it. When they give you the boneless wing, Reed may agree or disagree, but there's something different about 
biting into a well no reed's take is if you're eating chicken off the bone you're not eating it like a like a man was created to eat chicken like that that's his take i'm paraphrasing a bit there reed correct me if i'm wrong no, I mean, there, there, there's some aspect to it. I just hate that they're calling them boneless wings because it's not the same type of meat. As it, it's not. You think it's the scraps wing. of the chicken that they're throwing in and just frying it up to make it, they're just selling it like... Uh, it's the same thing as a nugget. It's just battered different. They're calling it boneless wings. I have, but also this, is, this is a complaint I have of a friend of mine. He only eats traditional bone-in wings. But he also devours all of the cartilage and joint off oh. of the bone. Oh. And it is absolutely, it's obscene to watch this happen. I'm not going to name names, Steve. Uh, um, sorry. Jacob but. Swanson, we won't name names. Hey, Jacob, would you like some ranch with that marrow that you're eating? <laughs> That's disgusting. Wash it down with some iron. I, I will say my parents marvel even at a young age. They would go get, you know, KFC or whatever for dinner. Yeah. And they would just sit back. I would be five or six. And I mean, I would eat it down to the gristle oh. on the bone. And they uh, said, like, we were, like, you had no issues. Like, a lot of kids would get grossed out or stop at some point. They're like, I was basically sucking on the bone by the end of it. <laughs> it was so dry that I would eat every part of the chicken leg, the thigh, whatever. Let me tell you something. Another gift is watching this man <laughs> suck on a bone. <laughs> I, am, I am a caveman in every way. Every way, shape, and form. Got to make do with what's in front of you at times. If that includes sucking on a bone, you got to do it. You have to get sustenance somehow. <laughs> Live from 6th and oh. Peabody. Coming up, um, we head down to Tampa Bay. Bucks and Titans in a joint practice where Brady uh, said, and, and just spoke to the reporters, said that the Titans secondary did a lot to try and confuse him with some different looks this morning in their joint practice. We'll get the very latest from PK on that. We have uh, details on Gronk apparently making the, some of the rookies look really bad in practice today with some of the catches he was making, using the size to the advantage on the outside, matched up against corners, including Caleb Farley. Uh, but Farley held his own against Mike Evans. Paul gives us details in that category as well. All the details from the joint practice in Tampa coming up what color hat will paul be wearing i know he has switched it up he made a new purchase on that we will find out together exactly how things look uh but a quick reminder we're headed on tour chad outkick and fox college football around the corner clay announced this morning on fox and friends we are headed on the road starting september the 2nd thursday night as Tennessee opens the college football season against Bowling Green. It's the official OutKick SEC bus tour, and it's coming to a town near you. How close to you? Well, if you're in Knoxville, we're there on September 2nd. We're coming to you, going to East Tennessee for Tennessee versus Bowling Green that Thursday night. We will be broadcasting OutKick 360 live from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and then we'll be hosting an after party with OutKick at Uptown Bar and Grill on the Strip in Knoxville. And then we're going to get in our vehicle, Hutton, and we are going to drive to Charlotte at that point, and then we're going to do the show from Charlotte. And then what are we going to do after that? We're going to do another show that Saturday morning in advance of Clemson and Georgia. We're pumped up about this. We'll be there for week one. The tour will continue in Fayetteville and Gainesville after that. This is going to be a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Hit OutKick.com for further details. Follow us on Twitter, OutKick360. We have details there as well. And details from Titans training camp against the Buccaneers in Tampa next. Paul Kaharski joins us on OutKick360 for the Tennessee Power Hour. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to OutKick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.